So, Karen, let me just remember, I think you said you live in downtown Chicago, right? Right. And I think you had mentioned, um, like, just the idea of, like, you're, you moved from five acres to the high-rise lifestyle. Like, how are you liking that? It's such a I, transition, I imagine. It is a transition. Uh, I will say I had a couple of other homes in between the five acres and living in a high rise, but I have adjusted to it beautifully, which I guess you could take from the standpoint of I've been here for 12 years now, this month, in fact, I've, I've lived in my condo for 12 years. And now I can't imagine living any other way. Uh, the convenience of, I don't have a car, which is, is still kind of shocking because I always loved my car. I loved driving and and you don't need a car living in the city. I mean, unless you have to, you know, travel for your work or family or whatever. But I would say the majority of people don't even have a car because if you need one, you rent one. And, you know, we've got zip cars and we've got the regular car rental places. And um, so it, it, it's just so easy. And if you want to get someplace quick, you hop in a cab or you call Uber or Lyft and, and you're there. So. Yep. But you're in downtown, so I mean, I'd imagine you just walk anyway, right? Well, you know, it's it's kind of a misnomer. I think of downtown, if anybody knows Chicago at all, you've got the loop. That's where Millennium Park is, State Street, you know, State Street, that great street <laughs> from the song, and the financial district, and so on and so forth. I am about a mile, mile and a half north in what they call the Magnificent Mile. Uh, uh, Streeterville, actually, and uh, off Michigan Avenue, where the Hancock Building is, Water Tower Place, and that kind of thing. And I told a friend the other day, I said, I walk downtown. And she said, well, what do you mean? You live downtown. And I said, no, I think of downtown as the loop, you know, down where Millennium Park is, and so on and so forth. So, so I guess it's perception. For somebody in the suburbs, yes, I live downtown. Uh, I think of myself, I live in Chicago and sometimes I walk downtown. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Karen, you're, you're driving me crazy here because to me, it's like a mile away is downtown. Like that is, to me, that's all downtown, which is funny about perception, yeah. right? Because yeah. I'm a, I'm a suburbanite. I've always lived in burbs with the exception of a stint in San Francisco. And even then we still needed our cars. We still needed to do that distance, which brings me to this thought of our conversation today because I think perception and how we look at that mindset and, you know, how we perceive life kind of feeds all into each other. So the mic is listening to us right now, Karen. Are you ready for this? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to be here with you. Awesome. Well, then let's kick off the mic is listening show. The mic is listening. 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 Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the Mike is Listening show. My name is Sia, and I am the host of the Mike is Listening. So I'm really excited for today. I uh, Someone's already made a reference and caught it. Um, very excited for this episode because it's all about hypnotism and that performance mindset that 
we all seek to achieve, but it's easier said than done. And for so for some folks like myself, when you think of hypnotism, you're thinking, oh, it's going to be some shtick, some guy like or gal performing on stage, and like you know, we'll be entertained for the evening. But that's not necessarily the case. And when I had met this individual and our guest for today, I got super excited because I do want to learn more about it. I do know that there are things in life that I could handle better than others. And for today's little rant, I want to talk about stress. I don't handle stress well. That is such a hard thing to say. And hopefully you have recognized that in some levels of your life that you'll be under stress for performance or anxiety or whatever life throws your way. And it got me thinking as a podcast producer for our digital content creators, there is that stress with the expectation that we are going to deliver content in a timely manner that's interesting, that's valuable, that our audience cares about. And I wonder to some degree how much of it is self-imposed stress, how much of it is really just in our own little minds that we're saying to ourselves, you need to do it this way. You need to make it perfect. You need to do X, Y, Z. Someone else is not going to like it or someone else is doing it better. And I really want everyone to think about today in our discussion of is it really something that you need to give yourself to give yourself that performance boost? Do we need a little of that stress to push us forward? If so, how can we control it in a way where it doesn't go out of control, where it overwhelms us? Perfect example, case in point, I had massive hives at the end of my corporate career. Hives. Every week on a forecast call, I broke out into these huge welts all over my body. And a few times it was on my face. And so when I would have meetings with my peers, they would see this big old red blush. And it wasn't a flush. It was like hives, like raised, elongated stuff off your skin. Clearly that's not healthy. Clearly I'm a great candidate for today's guest. And I do want to welcome, and I hope everyone enjoys this conversation as much as me, Karen Ross with Karen Ross Now, Performance Mindset Expert. Welcome to the Mike is Listening show. Oh, hi, Sia. It's so nice to be here with you. So we chatted a little bit earlier today, and I've gotten to know you through Full Props, Frank Agin, who was a previous guest, his networking group. And Karen, I was just rocked when I first got to, to meet you, and it was virtually, so we haven't met in person. But the idea of hypnotism, okay, I've mentioned it already is it, is it malarkey? Is it really real? What is hypnotism? Oh boy, there are so many misconceptions about hypnotism. And basically it, it's 100% natural. Uh, we all actually experience stages and points of hypnotism every day of our lives, in fact. Um, have you ever driven to work, let's say, uh, or home from work? And you get there and you think, oh, my God, I, I wasn't even in the car. You know, your mind was off someplace else completely. Well, you're in a state that that's a state of hypnosis. When you wake up in the morning and um, right before you fall asleep at night, it, <clears throat> excuse me, you're just in kind of a, a dreamy state. Um, that's a form of hypnosis. It's just a state of very deep bodily, physical relaxation. Your mind is very focused. It's very alert. And that is where we really experience the value of hypnosis. Now, people, <clears throat> you know, we've seen the, the stage hypnosis. And I, frankly, I don't understand how that works. I've never studied it. I'm not interested in doing it. 
and uh, and it obviously has its place in the world of entertainment. But the way I work with hypnosis is working with people who really want to change something in their lives. And uh, they can do it through hypnosis because I believe and have proven, and it's been proven, not just by me, but by researchers, that we do have the ability to change our beliefs, our perceptions, our attitude about things. You commented uh, having hives. Now, something was going on for you mentally <clears throat> that was creating that physical reaction. Now, I'm going to assume that you listened to that message and made a shift in your life because it looks like you have no hives right now. So I'm assuming you're in a, <laughs> in a much better place. But let's say that somebody experiences that and they can't, they can't make that change for whatever reason. Um, hypnosis can help them change their perception about what they have to do. Let's say it is a job that they, for whatever reason, feel like they have to stay in. Uh, hypnosis can help them um, just handle that better. It can help them not have the highs, you know, to do what they need to do in their job, but they don't have to manifest a symptom in their body. Um, but I guess the, the main point I want to make is that there's nothing scary or creepy about hypnosis. It's very, very natural. And when you have the guide of a professional, you can learn how to use that very effectively. And I, I teach all of my clients self-hypnosis. And that's where some real changes can take place whenever they're needed. I, I, I think you've nailed it on ahead. If I were to go back, and I was in tech corporate sales, which was a high-pressure, high-performance career. And I did it for 20 odd years. And I think it finally got to me, to be honest, that lack of control. And so, yes, you're right. I did make a change. Uh, I, I launched my own business and became a entrepreneur and I do podcast production and strategy consulting. So yes, thank you for recognizing that, Karen. <laughs> I am so much happier. So, but you're right. What if you cannot change? I think what you're saying, and, and if I had to go back to my corporate world, if I had to go back and be an employee again, or if I was in a management, I would think it would be a great tool to teach my sales team, or if I'm in any organization, my team in general, to learn how to self-hypnotize. So let us let me take a step back. If I were to approach this to my HR and say, look, I've got a group of eight high performers, but it's high stress. I think there's a, a way to help them be better performers through hypnosis. I'm going to get challenged. Can anyone be yeah. hypnotized? Because is it going to be where, hey, I want to do an activity and everyone's like blows it off? I mean, could you really, can anyone be hypnotized? These high performers versus those that are like embrace the concept? Absolutely. Anybody can be hypnotized. And, and it's proven by what I mentioned, the examples of um, driving someplace or, or some, you know, there are a lot of things we do as second nature because our subconscious knows how to do it. They've done it. So it, our subconscious has done it so many times. And <clears throat> what we do, uh, well, first of all, I want to go back and, and just acknowledge your uh, uh, scenario of going into HR. And yeah, probably if you said, you know, I want to hypnotize all my, <laughs> all my salespeople, they'd say, wait a minute, you know. <laughs> so I probably wouldn't lead with that. Okay. And um, so performance mindset is is basically the way I, I focus on it. And we happen to use hypnosis as a tool. Okay. Um, I teach a lot of different techniques. 
where we really make the change in perception is through hypnosis. And um, I mentioned familiarity. You know, the, the mind loves familiarity. It, it hates new stuff. We, we resist new stuff. We no, I don't want to change that. You know, that's what our conscious mind says. And what we do with hypnosis is we reach the subconscious because you're so relaxed. And somebody obviously has to want to make the change in the first place. You know, we're not going to take somebody that is resisting and saying, I don't want to change that. Um, you know, hypnosis is going to work because they, they don't want to make the change. But right. in hypnosis and when the subconscious is open and ready to receive, that's where we put in, we install new thoughts, new beliefs. And we may have had other beliefs that haven't served us very well. We can get rid of those. We can actually get rid of those. Um, there's been so much research in the last 10, 20 years on the brain, and we've learned so much. I think people, we used to think that certain thoughts and beliefs and habits and so on were in place for life. You know, they're, they're written in stone and there's nothing we can do about it. Well, they've discovered that, you know, we've got all these neural pathways in our brain and some of them are very, very deep for sure. And, uh, but we can always build new neural pathways. That's the trick. We can get in there and change our mind. We can change the way our brain thinks. And that's by putting in new thoughts, making them familiar and making them, you know, more familiar than the old thoughts. And that's where the shift can, can take place. So you're saying you can teach an old dog new tricks. Absolutely. <laughs> and Absolutely. It's, just, it's a question whether that dog wants to be taught and yeah, is well, open maybe to being taught. I, sometimes dogs are resistant, aren't they? <clears throat> but, okay, now we know I'm extrapolating this to say yeah, I know. humans. Okay, I know. I know. For those that are on my Facebook uh, feed, uh, hint, hint, just saying, my California and Texas friends, just saying, both of you. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I, I digress. I digress. But okay, so I'm a control freak, despite my laid back persona, if you will. I do, and it was a late. The, uh, it was a late uh, recognition for me that I am a control freak to a certain degree. Things that are important to me, I'm, I'm a control freak. So I don't like sharing my personal thoughts. I know I'm a private person when it comes to my real deep stuff. Does that mean that like I'm, I lose some sense of control when I'm hypnotized? Like, am I going to be doing that chicken dance or whatever? I mean, help me understand that. No, you're in complete control. <clears throat> I keep referring back. Excuse me. I'm <clears throat> not. Um, not sure what's going on with, but I'm trying to drink the tea and keep it clear. So excuse me for that. Not a problem at all. Look, I, that's why I keep drinking out of my mug. And yes, this is head size, but that's because I like to stay hydrated with caffeine. There, ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're in complete control. And I know that is a concern that some people have. Yeah. And um, if, if we were to hear that the building's on fire, you would be alert, know exactly what to do immediately. And you're not in some strange trance that you have to be brought out of that. That's kind of the, the mystique of hypnosis that is inaccurate. Um, so you're in, in complete control at all times. Okay. 
So what I've heard, because I have a girlfriend that gets hypnotized and she just tells me it's more like a, you're just like super relaxed. It's like this, this, like you mentioned, it's like that, that, that space between falling asleep and being asleep. But is it like being asleep? Because at that moment, I guess you're consciously aware that you're about to fall asleep, but I don't understand what you're saying being in complete control though. Your body's more in, in uh, your body feels like it's asleep. And in fact, uh, that's kind of the way we induce hypnosis is to help you relax the body. And the more relaxed the body is, the more open and relaxed the subconscious can be also. But it, it just, it, it, have you heard the different brain wave levels? We have Delta, Beta, Alpha. It's an alpha brain wave that you, that you enter, which is just very, very relaxed, very Smart. open. You know, if if you're um, you strike, as you said, we haven't met in person, but the times that we've been together, I see you as a high energy person, and you probably are very active physically. And so it may not be that easy for you to just totally relax. Thankfully, you do go to sleep every night because your body needs that rest. But other than that, it may be difficult for you to just give way and and relax your body and relax your mind well when you have a professional guiding you and you're willing and that's really what you want is that relaxation um it you'll be you'd be amazed at how easy it is to get relaxed and we we use certain techniques and then we teach you techniques that you can use on your own i mean one of my goals is to teach my clients self-hypnosis so, I mean, they're not going to have me around to relax them all the time. So uh, they learn techniques and tools so that whenever they want, and especially when they need it, they can go into that state themselves. So let me ask you this then, because now you've really piqued my interest. Is is hypnosis and self-hypnosis a form of meditation? Is it similar techniques? Is it different? What's the difference? Well, it, it's different and similar. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, people, now a lot of people, uh, when they go into, when they go to meditate, they complain that the mind keeps, you know, keeps racing, keeps racing and going. And, and most meditation teachers will tell us just kind of let that happen. Well, in hypnosis, it, it is less likely to happen. Uh, because we're really focusing, you're going to, if, if I'm doing the hypnosis, you're going to be focusing on my words. You're going to be focusing on things that I might be telling you to visualize. Uh, so you're going to have a different focus with meditation. It's just a little more open, a little freer. Uh, of course there's guided meditation too. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily have a goal. Meditation doesn't have a goal in mind, typically, um, other than meditation. And yes, bringing you some inner peace and some relaxation. Um, but they're they're similar in that they create relaxation, openness for the mind. Uh, but they're they're different in process and and how you how you get there. And okay, so. Now, 
Gosh, I, I could talk to you all day, Karen. So, okay, let me get my question out here. <laughs> okay, so I used to, and uh, Dr. Rob Bell's on, I don't know if you know him as well from Frank's group, but he he's a performance coach as well, but typically around uh, athletes, uh, professional athletes. And it, it triggered a thought. I used to run track back in the day. <clears throat> and I'd like to think I am still active, but girl, let me tell you, no, <laughs> not as active as I used to. But um, But when I did run track and I did run competitively, I used to envision the race in my head. I would stand there on the track and I would literally, I could, I counted my steps and I focused on what, the, what it would feel like, what I would, you know, what motions I needed to do, where my arm positioning was, where my knees and my legs and my feet needed to be. Is that a technique similar to hypnosis to get you into that zone? Because when I did oh. do that, I got so focused. And I remember once I just felt it. I vibed it. I was like, I envisioned my race and I ended up winning that invitational. So Absolutely. Is, that, is that a technique you're saying? Absolutely. And uh, I too work with athletes and use a lot of techniques that, I mean, what we find is that even some of the very high performance elite athletes still suffer those little niggling thoughts of doubt and oh my god what you know maybe this one was good what what if the next one isn't you know just a lot of thoughts like that and um and we can work together to get rid of those thoughts or stop them maybe you know they'll continue to come but we can stop them and change them um, and I have several techniques that uh, that are really good for people to use. And we determine, you know, when when is a good time to uh, trigger uh, a thought, a new thought or a word. Uh, we work with power words that can relate and replace those negative words that pop up. Uh, one of my favorites is creating a uh, circle of excellence that uh, the individual can step into anytime they need it. And, um, and I should point out that, I mean, you use the example of athletics and boy, without, I don't, did anybody teach you to do what you did or did you just know that intuitively? I would like to think it's because of my genius, Karen, but uh, <laughs> I'm the sure it was. Uh, the, the truth is, is I think it was a combination of I had an amazing coach that would just say, hey, guys, be the race, you know, whatever. But I did do a lot of reading as a kid, like I, I did want to get a college scholarship to run. So I, I don't know where I got it from, but I know it wasn't in my, you know, it wasn't a genius thought. I know I got it somewhere. I just don't know where. Yeah, but a lot of people don't get that. They just don't get that. And uh, so you were way, way ahead of things. So good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but the point I was going to make is that, um, you know, people are performing in all kinds of environments. Maybe it isn't just athletics, it, it, uh, stage performers, actors, singers, performers uh, have very similar situations and doubts and fears that athletes would have. And then you can carry it into the business world, uh, senior executives, entrepreneurs, um, you know, that we're all performing, you know, if we're out there doing anything, we're performing. And sometimes we can come home and say, wow, I had a good day today. I really did well. Or we can come home and say, this was a crap day. I did a terrible job. You know, 
what do you want to hear in your mind when you come home, no matter what you've been out there doing during the day? I love that because there is, I don't think I don't do this enough. And so I'm sure folks that are listening, we don't do enough self-reflection. Um, at least if we do, we don't do enough self-reflection that has a positive result. Meaning you could have a crappy day, but how do you, what do you learn from it? What can you get from it? And, um, so if I want to de-stress myself, Karen, is there like a technique that you recommend that's quick and easy and simple, like that someone could do right now to at least get them started on the path of getting more centered, if you will, and maybe perhaps, you know, engaging you after they, you know, do this exercise every now and then, or for your self-hypnotism, is there a technique you offer or well, suggest? I, I think, first of all, they have to really want to have a shift in how they feel. And they have to be willing to stop their activity and just take the time to sit. And, and it doesn't have to be a long time. I, in fact, I, I remember learning this about meditation. I always thought that, oh, you know, if I'm going to meditate, I've got to set aside a half an hour. I've got to do this and so on and so forth. And when I finally heard and accepted, you know, you could just meditate for three minutes and it can have a difference in your life. Well, the same thing here. Once you learn how to self-hypnotize, and one of the easiest ways to put yourself in that state of uh, subconscious openness and conscious relaxation or physical relaxation is to just be very focused about moving down your body and tightening, <coughs> excuse me, just kind of tightening. Um, I carry a lot of stress in my jaw and I think a lot of people do. I don't think that's unusual. And I will suddenly realize I'm clenching my teeth and I am really tight up here. And so when I get that sense, then I, I, I open my jaw and just kind of let it, let it drop. And I let my tongue drop. We don't realize that we kind of hold stress in our tongue. That sounds kind of crazy. But if you relax your jaw and then let, <coughs> let your tongue kind of rest on the, the bottom of your mouth, uh, it's amazing how your whole head relaxes. Well, and then just move down to the neck and the shoulders. Another place we, how many times do you find yourself kind of sitting like this, you know, with your shoulders and to just let them drop, just consciously see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, really, but, but really. you know, but I feel it. I hear what you're saying. So gosh, Karen, that is great advice. So I'm going to make sure the whole down. body, you know, all the way down when you, yeah. And you get to your hands, tighten them up, make a real tight fist and then let them go, let them go. Tighten your tummy. That's another place. A lot of people carry much stress, tighten it up, make it real tight and then let it go. And it's the conscious letting go that will help your body relax. And then your mind's going to be more relaxed. Hey, that sounds like an exercise. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it'll get my abs back. So does, okay. Now that you mentioned like letting your body relax it from the top of your head all the way down and being again, consciously walking yourself through it. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. Does that correlate then when you and I were talking about earlier, and I actually want to do a little series about it, which is funny, uh, called shower thoughts. Uh. It, is that what is that in essence what's happening? Because when I'm in the shower, I am like, I come up with the best genius ideas, words of wisdom, nuggets, best comebacks 48 hours later. Yeah, yeah. Hour. Is that what I'm doing? 
Well, you're actually, you're in one of those states of hypnosis, like driving and not realizing how you got there. Uh, I have taken a shower now. Now, did I put uh, cream rinse? Did I put rinse on my hair? You know, <laughs> I'm not sure if I did or not. Yeah. And that I was in a little bit of hypnosis because again, it's a familiar activity. The body knows what to do and it just kind of does it by routine and by relax. But that is a good, that's when your mind is open and <clears throat> great ideas come to you. I've had the same thing happen. And I always wish I had uh, uh, waterproof pencil and paper. <laughs> But you said something about putting it. Tell me. A whiteboard. I love that. I love that. You know what? I'm going to make a product, a whiteboard, shower thoughts, and actually brand it as such. No one steal my idea, people. <laughs> oh, no whiteboard manufacturer should steal my idea. You or I can shouldn't probably have do a, a broadcast of it. No, exactly <laughs> I right. think it's a great idea. I really do. Yeah. I mean, oh my goodness gracious. Great balls of fire. Let me, if I ever wanted to do it, it actually makes sense. And you could literally, okay. Stop stealing my idea, people. I can see it right now. <laughs> so I am so loving this conversation, Karen. And for those that want to get a hold of you, sit down with you, understand what it is that they can do to, you know, create better performance, better satisfaction in their lives and understanding how to handle stress, for example, how could they get a hold of you? Well, you can just go to my very simple website, Karen Ross Now. And uh, the now just means do it now, you know, just do it now. <laughs> but KarenRossNow.com, <clears throat> you can email me through the site. <clears throat> Love to talk to people. I <clears throat> I usually have a clearer throat, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we I work on Zoom all the time. And uh, even though I'm in Chicago, I can work with uh, with people wherever they are. And uh, we do it on Zoom and people like that because they're comfortable in their own environment. And if they do want to just kind of lay back and really get comfortable, it's it's easy to do that. Oh, my gosh. Just mentioning that right there, I probably should have asked is, is there a difference between Zoom? And we're going to go long now because I'm asking this question. <laughs> is there a difference between a, a two-dimensional, you know, consult, if you will, coaching session versus in person? Do you feel that difference? I do. I do not. And, you know, there may be some people maybe who've been in therapy for many years and feel like they have to have that physical and, and that's fine. I have not found that it's impacted my practice or anybody that I've worked with. If anything, as I said, they kind of like it. They like being in their own environment. Uh, they don't have to fight traffic, you know, to, to get any place. And, uh, and it is, it's easier to carve out that time and just know all they have to do is sit down and a place where they're relaxed and um and it, it's worked well oh my gosh karen karen ross performance mindset expert by the way i did not mention this but peak performance mindset expert and as well as a rapid transformational therapist and this is trademarked and i wanted to make sure i i, I said it because it is unique it is karen She's awesome. And anyone that's interested, please go to KarenRossNow.com. Karen, thank you so much for coming. Well, you're, you're welcome. Let me just clarify. I didn't trademark Rapid Transformational Therapist. That is a certification that I have that is trademarked, but I'm not the creator of it. Uh, but that's what really put me on the road to hypnosis. And it is a fabulous um, technique that uh, really accomplishes great things. 
Well, thank you very much, Karen. I will definitely update that. So yes, so we, don't, we don't want any trademark infringement. So thank you so much, Karen. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. And so now just to uh, wrap things up here, you guys definitely check out KarenRossNow.com. Look at stress. That was the <clears> theme. <throat> and then of course the, uh, you know, the hypnotize me, if you will. Uh, it is not BS. It's actually real. So check it out. Do you want to mention uh, two podcast episodes that are out this week? That is the um, Afterglow every Friday live stream with Aaron and myself. And we are the Dallas Chairs for Global Leaders Organization. So we talk about business concepts of the Thursday speaker that Glow puts together. Uh, this week is going to be with uh, Joseph Barasanzi talking about ESG and small business. So environmental, social uh, governments, governance and what, how that impacts small businesses. And also the DLC drop with John Davidson for all those that are in esports. And if you happen to be in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I know I'm dating myself here, but if you want to, we're celebrating the one-year anniversary over at the Sundown at the Granada um, next week. So check that out. So DLC drop. Awesome. If you want to look about, uh, want to learn more about esports industry information and Afterglow, if you want to look and debate with us the merits of business concepts uh, that the Global Leaders Organization uh, Business Acceleration 2.0 series uh, speakers, let's see, you know, check out their merits. On that note, guys, thanks for, so much for joining the mic is listening, and we shall see you next week.